Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Downtown has bright new lights. Downtown St. Louis, Inc. recently upgraded more than 2,300 streetlights throughout 360 square blocks. These lights are brighter than before, they're more energy efficient, and they also have a whole bunch of unique new capabilities. With their installation, St. Louis is set to become the second largest smart city in the U.S. That's second only to San Diego. And these new lights are actually the brainchild of a company that's based right here. It's in Hazelwood, and it's called Labyrinth Technologies. So joining me in studio to talk about this exciting new project is Missy Kelly. She's the CEO of Downtown St. Louis, Inc. Missy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. And we're also joined today by Ted Stegman. He's the CEO of Labyrinth Technologies. Uh, Ted, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And we're joined by John Stegman. He's the Chief Technology Officer of Labyrinth Technologies. Um, he is Ted's son. And uh, despite that super impressive title, he's actually only 23 years old. So, John Stegman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And for those of you listening, we're wondering, have you seen downtown's new smart lighting? What do you think? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email Email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org, and we may read it on the air. So I want to start with you, Ted Stegman, since this is your company that developed this. Tell us a bit about these lights. We've said that they're brighter, but it is so much more than that. What can they do? Well, the lighting, we um, did a pilot program for uh, downtown STL uh, in 2017 and took their input of what they were looking for, uh, brighter lighting, wider lighting, lighting the sidewalks and having the ability to control all that and built our product around exactly what they were asking for and um, built that uh, more energy efficient um, and built other control aspects in there to help with maintenance uh, so the city public works gets a notification if it's out so people don't have to report it and it becomes uh, more automatic. So this is going sort of from the 20th century version of a streetlight to something that's a whole lot smarter. Yes, ma'am. Now, I think what's really interesting about this is that even though those capabilities might sound simple to somebody who knows nothing about engineering, this is actually kind of a great leap forward. And I'm really curious to to hear how your company, and I understand your son in particular, um, got this to this point that these are now on the streets. So, John, Tell us, what is the origin of your exploration of this? You must have been really young when you started looking at, at the problems that led to this solution. Yeah, so uh, my technology background, uh, I started in FIRST Robotics when I was in uh, fourth grade at Forsyth School uh, and continued uh, with that through uh, all through elementary school. And then I started a uh, FTC team, FIRST Robotics, FIRST Tech Challenge uh, team at John Burroughs School started that when I was in eighth grade and continued that through 12th grade. And uh, I actually worked at the St. Louis Science Center. And while I was there at the St. Louis Science Center, I worked on the NASA exhibit there with the Mars rover. I built and designed those rovers. And, and, built- and you were doing this at what age that you were building and designing their Mars rovers for the Science Center? Yeah. So uh, started that project when I was 16 there and then uh, finished up when I was 18. So did that. And that built a lot of the core technology and background more than anything for how that would work because that particular exhibit involves wireless communication, long distance uh, data stuff and communicating between computers and all that kind of stuff to make that exhibit work. So when I was asked about how to make, uh, by my dad, because he needed someone to help figure out this project, uh, 
So use some of the information from there to help build this technology. That's kind of amazing. So it all mm-hmm. goes back to this robotics team in high school. I mean, so many parents there thinking, should I have my kids study or should I encourage extracurriculars? This extracurricular led directly to this new technology. Yeah, we're sort of a techie family, so we grew up uh, building things and uh doing those kind of experiences, and the kids just sort of followed right along with that. It's kind of amazing. Now, Missy, tell us, from downtown St. Louis, Inc.'s side of this, um, you guys had some particular problems you wanted to solve. Uh, what sort of was the, the origin of this? I understand it goes back quite a few years. It does. It goes back probably to, to 2015 when we first started thinking, you know, there needs to be better lighting down here. But we wanted to go an extra step and, and light both the streets and the sidewalks. You know, St. Louis is an old city. The downtown is very old. So we don't have the infrastructure for or pedestrian lighting built into most of the streets other than those that have been recently rede- redeveloped like Washington Avenue. So that was going to be a really expensive and, frankly, not even an option to add pedestrian lighting throughout downtown to make sure that those sidewalks are lit. So we we wanted to come up with a solution that used existing infrastructure and lights both the sidewalks and the streets, and we wanted it to be brighter. We were also looking for a way to signal to people who who visit downtown St. Louis, who live downtown St. Louis, who are considering working downtown or bringing their businesses, that something's changed, that downtown is a forward-thinking, vibrant place to, you know, live, work, hang out, play. Um, so that's where the colored LED strips came into play. So, you know, you've talked about the lights being brighter, and, and they definitely are. They light both the sidewalks and the streets. But it was important to us to add this color element to it as well. So many people are familiar with what St. Louis University did with the blue strips on the light poles. And it just really marks a sense of place in St. Louis University. We know that we're at SLU. And in fact, when I'm driving by things, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, they own this too? Because I didn't realize that, you know, SLU was that far south or Until whatever. You see Until those you lights. see those blue lights, right? So I love the fact that it really marks the sense of place. So we wanted to do that too, but we wanted ours to be able to change colors. Um, and then as this process, you know, you know, took several t- several years to to build the technology. Kind of grew along with it, and um, Labyrinth was able to figure out a way that we could not only light the streets and the sidewalks with the system, but have this color changing technology. And as a major, majorly important byproduct of this, we now have this the infrastructure at these poles to add different smart city things that help cities run more efficiently, um, that help with economic growth and economic development, like. Um, pedestrian counters, car counters, weather sensors, things like that, that help business and industry make, you know, decisions on where they put things, um, as well as safety tools like shot spotters and cameras. And on a fun note, I'm told you can also program them with patterns, like you could put in a rainbow or a waterfall. Uh, we've had a we've had a flag that was kind of our baseline for the last. Um, so we started installing in December, and there's been an American flag on the strips. Now they've changed to blue and gold for the blues and the all star. But we got so many awesome comments about the flags. I mean, it's it's really a cool experience. So not to get too deep in the weeds, I think I've already mm-hmm. revealed myself as someone who knows so little about physics. But how do you begin to to have a pattern like that in a streetlight? So it's not actually the streetlight itself that has the pattern. Uh, Behind the streetlight, there's an arm that comes from the pole to hold the streetlight to push it out over the street a bit to disperse the light better. So it's on that arm called a cobra arm that the LED strip is actually mounted to. So 
it's not the streetlight itself. That's not changing color. It's just the strip behind it on the pole that you can see down the block. So there are little arches leading up to the lights that you can see all the way down the street. Okay, that's such a cool thing. So I'm wondering, we know now Labyrinth Technologies has been able to develop all this um, because of of John's Mm -hmm. um, history in robotics. But I'm wondering, how did you even hook up with Labyrinth Technologies in the first place? Were you looking at national companies? We were. We put out a call for design. We said, this is the solution we're looking for, and we realized that it's not currently out there. So we put out a call for all, you know, companies that work with lighting to see who could do it. And I will tell you that many told us no. There were only two that said they felt that it could be done. Um, and, and they were actually, you know, kind of working together at first. And then um, we realized that the expertise really lied, you know, within the Labyrinth Technologies, and we ended up selecting them to do the the rolling out of the project. But I it is really something that St. Louis should be proud of. The fact that national lighting companies that everyone knows the names of said this can't be done. And here in St. Louis, they said it could and we did it. And it's it's really an amazing technology. So Ted Stegman, you're the CEO of, of Labyrinth Technologies. But I understand historically, this has not been lighting is not your bread and butter at nope. this company. What did you do before inventing this brand new technology here? Uh, Electrical and mechanical engineer and uh, uh, been a fabricator for 30-plus years of doing custom infrastructure projects, so Corps of Engineers, power, uh, refining, things like that. So built uh, custom solutions for different industries and infrastructure. So it's just uh, a little bit of a leap to uh, lighting and electrical infrastructure. So what made you decide, yeah, we're going to take this company, we're going to take this expertise my son has, and we're going to go in this different direction? It was sort of just a fluke getting involved with the downtown STL project and uh, working with it and uh, finding out that, oh, this is uh, really interesting. There's uh, opportunity here and uh, starting to run with it. So now uh, – I was just going to say that I I think that, you know, the vision that – the vision that we had, and when I say we, I mean that there was a community of stakeholders that came forth and said, this is what we want. It wasn't it wasn't just downtown STL. It was a community of stakeholders that we brought together that said this. But but Labyrinth was able to help us, you know, even expand that vision and, and to recognize the different options that we would have. So I, I credit them a lot with that, that, you know, we had something that we thought we wanted and and we did and they were able to deliver that, but that and, and much more. So now that you've got this technology and you know that you can do this because now it's working out there on the streets, um, what do you see for your company? Do you think there's there's further opportunities to do this? Yes. And um, so the street, smart street lighting is sort of like a, a basis for all new smart city technology uh, 5G that's coming out that everyone hears about, it's all going to be deployed at the street light level. So um, autonomous cars, drones, sidewalk robots, it all is going to be based off the street light and smart lighting as an infrastructure. So there's opportunities to leverage the smart lighting into those other uh, venues as well. So do you see yourself um, hoping to bring this now to other cities or what's kind of the next step for what Labyrinth could do with this product you have? Well, we've already started uh, looking at other cities. We're uh, in a competition in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, That would be a huge contract. That would be a huge contract. Um, Up in uh, Wisconsin and uh, Kansas and uh, just just last night, we got a uh, email from the gentleman who invented uh, Google Glass. Uh, he's up in Toronto and wants to collaborate with us on uh, Smart City up in Toronto. 
Um, John, that must feel amazing to know that, I mean, the guy who invented Google Glass, like this is like the tech jackpot here. <laughs> it is, it is. And what, what would you like to see happen with some of these innovations that, that you've been working on? Uh, it would be wonderful to see other cities use it. Uh, I mean, the lighting technology we've developed, the super efficient lighting, I mean, we can really reduce uh, the energy usage of our street lighting applications here in the U.S., uh, so there's lots of stuff there. The maintenance aspect of the technology, we can reduce uh, crews driving around in trucks to look for lights out. So we can fix that issue. We can just have an email saying, hey, here's what's out in the morning. So they know exactly what to address that next day. Um, with the smart controllers and everything we've developed for the street lights, we can also create custom uh, lighting profiles and stuff to reduce the energy level use. So in the middle of the night when no one's on the street, you could lower the lighting level. Hmm. Um and you could lower it on just the street, keep the sidewalk up, or lower the sidewalk, keep the street up, whatever the city would want, just to reduce that energy a little bit more and help the city save money, help the environment and all that stuff. Ted, this is some really cool stuff. Do you see other city neighborhoods or other suburbs in the St. Louis area potentially being interested? Yes. Uh, we were just uh, speaking to the uh, Grand Center uh, SID this morning uh, about expanding the project. Uh, they were excited of uh, what downtown STL was doing and uh, starting to move it out west uh, past uh, downtown. Yeah, I think that the vision is that eventually we would love to roll it out throughout the city. Um, I, I mean, this is something that all ba- neighborhoods could benefit from. Um, I do want to clarify that downtown right now, mm-hmm. the lighting where you can see it when you come down for our All-Star Weekend is going to be around Union Station and the Enterprise Center, um, basically up to Tucker. You'll also see it most of the way all the way down Market to the Arch. But this is just the first phase. This will be rolled out in six phases over the next 18 months or so. And then also, uh, as part of the 5G deployment, when the carriers come in, uh, they're going to be imp- putting the smart lighting on on those poles as well. So in the next four or five years, about 30,000 of the 55 or 60,000 the city has will all be replaced. Wow. Missy, I want to ask you sort of that pivotal St. Louis question, because all of this stuff sounds great, but you know how it works in the city. It always ends up coming down to money. Mm. And I know that when you guys kicked this project off in 2016, you were hoping it would be done within about a year. And at one point, um, you were quoted in the news saying that fundraising difficulties had been one of the reasons for the delay. I'm, I'm wondering, how did you end up bringing it across the finish line in terms of the funding for this? Well, that's a great question, and I, I credit major um, stakeholders um, in downtown St. Louis with stepping forward and saying, we see this vision, we know it's important, we know this is going to be good for St. Louis. Baba Lachlan with LHM, who owns um, Union Station and um, the Ballpark Hilton, among other hotels, um, uh, Bill DeWitt with the St. Louis Cardinals, Tom Stillman and Chris Zimmerman with the St. Louis Blues. Now we've got Purina that has recently stepped up. But they all stepped up and said, you know what, we'll fund this first phase. We know that once these are up and people see what they can do, um, there will be others that will join in and it is already happening. So we we basically, you know, we sold the vision and, you know, people recognized that this is really filling a need that we have, but also, again, taking us to that next level in terms of branding St. Louis. And that's a really important thing right now as we look to be, you know, a growing, vibrant city. And so what's going to be the total cost of the project once we get all 360 blocks that we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, right. So 40, it's about $45 um, 
Sorry, four point five million. Okay. So it's about a, uh, yeah, about four point five million. We've raised almost two. Okay, so we're we're getting close. We're moving into phase two. Um, and again, now this this was the big weekend that we've been building up to, wanting to make sure we had as much done for All Star Game as possible. We will start next week with making phone calls, and and we've even had people calling us. So we're feeling that's we're feeling sign. really confident that um, th- that downtown will be deployed over the next eighteen months. Well, I think this is all just so exciting, and um, John. Stegner- as the mm-hmm. inventor of this technology, I guess I'm wondering for other kids who are interested in robotics and they mm-hmm. might be noodling around with stuff and thinking of someday inventing something, what advice would you give them? Uh, basically, don't give up. There's uh, lots of resources all around you. Um, I mean, there's libraries at schools, public libraries. The Internet's a great, uh, great resource. There's tons of tutorials. There's tons of YouTube videos to learn. There's just an abundance of resources. So if you really want to do something, there are resources. You just have to figure out how to use them. You can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted, i got to ask the question that I think every parent listening to this segment is listening to. This has obviously been such a boon for your company that you've raised a, a very smart son. What can the rest of us do if we've got kids and we're hoping someday to have them invent <laughs> some big new technology? Was there a parenting secret here that we can all latch on to? Uh, I, th- I think the credit goes to John. But at an early age when he was a toddler, it's reading and uh, being an engineer uh, – we talked physics and you talked physics when he was a toddler yeah going over uh the children's books was reading about physics wow, wow. well i guess my kids already do i might need to buy a physics book huh? yeah <laughs> i mean it seems like missy i think we've been doing this all wrong what um, part of the library is that in? <laughs> physics for babies you heard nice. it here first so well i think this is also exciting so ted stegman uh, ceo of labyrinth technologies thank you so much for being here thanks for having us and john stegman chief technology officer of labyrinth technologies thank you for joining us thank you for having us here and missy kelly ceo of downtown st louis inc i know it's a big weekend for you Guys. We're excited. So, yeah, thank yeah. you for joining us. My pleasure. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.